0: Bible stand with me for just a moment very short uh, reading of scripture this morning from the book of Proverbs chapter 30 Proverbs the 30th chapter I'm going to read two verses verse 24 and 26 and let me remind you when you get out please remember to put your uh, mask back on you may not have an issue but uh, someone else may not feel comfortable with you not having it on so please be conscious of that and uh, I've learned how to communicate even with a mask and I saw some the other day that I think I'm going to buy that will help all of us they're clear right through here so you can see exactly their facial uh, gestures and uh, sometimes I need to read lips to understand what somebody's trying to tell me sometimes I can just tell by the look on their face but sometimes it's good to see their lips so Whatever, just be mindful of that. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 24. He said, There be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. Four things that are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. Verse 26 says, The conies are but a feeble folk, yet they make their houses in the rocks. They make their houses in the rocks. For a few moments this morning, I would like to talk to you about wisdom for our weakness. Wisdom for our weakness. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Everybody say in Jesus' name. You may be seated. The coney that is mentioned here in Scripture is one of the most curious of all the creatures in the world. The wise man said it is one of four things that though they are little, they are exceeding wise. Most believe that the reference that is made here is to the Syrian hyrax which is a small animal that lived in the desert dry areas of Palestine and in that day they were prolific. They were no larger than a rabbit or a guinea pig and they would weigh about four to eleven pounds at full size. They might be anywhere from twelve to twenty eight inches long, but they were timid and they were uh they were weak in in many ways they They had a thick, soft fur, and they had these delicate little tiny ears and they're going to get a picture up there at one of these in a moment here to help you but it, It it looks like a cute little animal there. I'm I'm sure there's got to be some good qualities to it. But it's got a short tail and little small feet with no claws so it cannot dig. Uh, And the the feet have this stickiness to them that allows them to navigate in, in, in very difficult places. It has many great enemies that come to prey upon it. Because of its size and because of its makeup, uh, it has to be very careful about where it goes. Little hooves, short little tiny teeth that are only good for cropping grass. Tender skin makes them utterly useless in trying to defend themselves against The claws of the eagle are the deadly fangs of the leopard. And strange as it may seem to you, that fuzzy little creature that you just saw up there belongs to the same family as the rhinoceros and the elephant. How could anything so small and weak be related to something so enormous and strong? That to me is one of the great mysteries of God's creation. The rhino and the elephant are protected by their size and their sheer bulk. The tusk on that large creature right now can do massive destruction. And basically for this animal and the rhinoceros and even the hippopotamus is connected to uh, this lineage of creatures, these mammals, there's no fear in them because they virtually are unafraid of any of their predators or enemies because they are so large and strong. The tusk of the elephant and the great horn of the rhinoceros can sufficiently defend them if they are attacked. The skin of the rhino is so thick and hanging in shields over its body that a spear cannot pierce it and only a good place bullet, a high caliber bullet can even penetrate its skin at best. And there they are. They have no fear. These huge animals are wonderfully guarded by nature and they can roam freely over the forest and plains of Africa and they feel perfectly safe, but not so for the hyrax, their distant relative. It's a whole different world for them. Though they sprang from the same original stock, As the elephant and the rhino, they possess none of their strengths, none of their strengths. However, its disadvantages have become an advantage to them. For though it does not go far from its home and it ventures out very carefully, it does things that are far more remarkable than the stronger creatures higher in the scale of size and strength. The coney, though they are clumsy and slow and weak, yet in all of its weakness it has the wisdom to know where to go to find strength. It has the wisdom to run to the rocks. And there it makes its home. Because it has been educated through its necessities. It has been educated through its adversities. And within it is some kind of instinct that knows that I am not safe there, but I am secure here. They can get me out there, but when I'm here under the shelter of the rock, I am safe. They are feeble folk. And yet they make their houses in the rocks. It seems to me that they have discovered the refuge that is strong and great and powerful and better than even their own natural abilities. And so they run to the depths of the caves and the clefts of the rock and they find access and they find help. It's weakness. Everybody say it's weakness. It's weakness is only safe in one place. And that's the rocks. It's weakness. The clefts are to it what the skin of the rhino is to it. And the tusk of the elephant are to its big brother. Since it is not provided with its own bodily armor, it has discovered that there is a safer place even than its own armor. And that is the munition of rocks to which it runs. And it allows by its actions the strength of those hills and those rocks to be on its side and defend it against its predators. It calls for help from its great creator and its creator opens up the earth and welcomes it into a shelter and guards its life in its safe embrace. That's what we do when we learn the value of the rock Christ Jesus. When we understand that there is a name that is above every name. And that the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. That is what you and I do when we understand that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous runneth into it and are safe. Though I am weak in my flesh, when I find myself in that place, I am secure, not because of my weakness, but because of His strength. Amen. Oh God, I pray today that you and I could learn the value. Would to God that somebody in this place today would understand the help that is near you right now and the strength that is available to you even in your weakness. Those of you that are struggling and those of you that are weak in your spirit today, I want to direct you to a place. It is a hiding place. I want to tell you there's a rock you can run to and no matter what predators are going around you, I don't care what's happening in your life. There's a place you can run to. There's a haven you can get to where your enemy cannot touch you and cannot hurt you. Hallelujah. You are no match for your enemy no more than I am for mine. And through the years of my life, I have learned that there is one place that I can take my limitations and my weaknesses, and find help. That there is a place that in my weak human condition, in my frail carnality and humanity, there is a rock that I can run to. There is a name that I can call on there is one whose arms are open right now to welcome me. And if I will just run to him, he will welcome me into his embrace. And when he welcomes me, everything that he is becomes mine at that moment. Amen. When you find your refuge in a rock, you have found a refuge. When you find your refuge in an altar, you have found a help like no other. You see, when you find your help and refuge in an altar, then everything that altar represents becomes yours. All of the mercy, you can put it down right there, all of the mercy All of the grace that is connected to that altar becomes mine when I go to it. Everything that that altar has represented throughout the years when God first gave it to His people, everything that God intended for that place to be, a place of sacrifice, a place of reconciliation, a place of healing, a place of help, a place of strength, a place of restoration. Everything that that altar was intended to be, when I run to it, I find in it a safety. I find in it something that nothing else can provide in my life. And when I go to an altar, I am availing myself of everything that God has ever done for humanity and every drop of blood He has ever shed for the souls of men. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You see, when you find your refuge in an altar, then mercy is on your side. (laughs) When you find your refuge in an altar, then grace is on your side. Oh, some of you don't get that yet because you think you're all of this and more. And yet you have, you have failed to realize that you are no match for the enemy that is out there, the predator of your soul. And the only safe place that you're ever going to find in your spiritual journey is at an altar or in the rock Christ Jesus. And if you can learn to run there, you can bring your weaknesses to Him and He can shelter you. You can bring your failures to Him and He will shelter you. You can bring your inability to Him and He will shelter you. You can bring your hurts to Him and He will heal you. You can bring your disappointments to Him. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise right now. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you for an altar, Lord. I pray that more will avail themselves of it. I pray that more of us can come to understand the value of that name, Jesus. Amen. The name that is above every name. That rock, Christ Jesus. The rock that the wisdom of man set aside. That stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone of my building. It has become the center of my life. And now I am where I am, not because something I've done in my life, but I'm where I am right now because years ago somebody taught me, get to the altar, run to the altar. If you've got to do anything, go pray. If you're going to do anything, get on your knees because when you do, You access a power that begins to work in your behalf. It begins to work in every problem in your life. I'm going to tell you, I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost right now. The reason some of you young people are dealing with some of the struggles you're dealing with right now is because you haven't been to an altar in a long time and laid yourself there and let it become your strength. You're trying to do it all yourself. You're trying to figure it all out on your own. You don't need anybody to tell you what to do. You know everything. Well, I'm going to tell you, I hate to burst that bubble this morning, but you don't know everything. And there's one thing, that weakness, this weakness of the the, the, the Coney understood, and that was... That's my life. That's my hope. That's my future. You see, the wisdom for our weakness is not to ignore our weakness or to f- pretend that it doesn't exist, to deny it like a lot of people. No, I'm, I, I'm, I really don't struggle there. I really don't have that problem. You, you, you just misunderstand. You misread me. That's, that's not my issue And that's what a lot of people are doing. They keep defending themselves because of their own weakness. And I'm not here to tear you down. I'm just telling you there's a better answer than defending yourself. Let him defend you when you get to an altar. You are now being defended by the almighty God. By the powers of heaven you are being defended when you go to that place. Come on, clap your hands and praise Him. The habit of the hyrax was its wisdom of knowing where to take its weakness, where to take its feebleness, its failures, It's shortcomings. It's faults. Listen to me, church. I'm not here to beat anybody up or tear you down. But I want to tell you, the best thing you can do for yourself, the best thing you can do for your family is connect your life to an altar. Make that such a vital part of your life that everything you do has to go by the way of the altar before you go forward. Every decision you make, you have to go by an altar before you go anywhere else. Everything you decide, everything you choose has to be filtered through that altar. Why? Because in myself, I can't see far enough down the road. In myself, I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. In myself, I don't know what the future holds. But when I go by the altar... There's one there that sees the future. He knows the future. And he knows how to direct my path into the future. And if I will just connect myself to this place. Hallelujah. 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 The psalmist in the 84th Psalm recalled a sight that inspired him. And in the third verse he said, Yea, the sparrow hath found a house and a swallow, a nest for herself. Ah, sparrow, swallow, two of the smallest birds of the winged family. And yet these two small, insignificant, diminutive, weak birds have learned a secret to their life and to their future. They have learned that there's a house. There's a house that they can connect to. There's a place. And so the swallow fixes its net. It fixes its home. Its little clay nest, it attaches it to the strength of that structure and thereby enjoys its strength in its own life its own stability is based upon the strength of the structure that it has attached itself to and the wise psalmist was observing as he went to the tabernacle one day that there were birds flying in and they were flying under the altar and he realized the wisdom of those weak little birds was wiser than the wisdom of man because at least they knew where their strength was found. They knew where their safety was. And they knew what they needed to attach their life to that could not be shaken. Hallelujah. I read some things about the sparrow and the swallow that I think most of us understand. The Bible says of the, the swallow That she has laid her young, even in thine altars. I need to talk to every young couple with children. I want to tell you the safest place for your children is when you can keep keep them attached to an altar. And they're not going to be attached to it if you're not attached to it don't come to the pastor down the road and say oh brother Hughes I need you to pray for my kids they're going crazy I can't make any they they, just have lost their mind come on help me pray and when I look back at their life I realize that there's something missing from their own life they never connected themselves to an altar and because they weren't connected to an altar their kids aren't connected to an altar but the swallow that little bitty diminutive bird that's not worth anything that nobody even and looks twice at that has no beauty it has no physical attribute but it understands that there's a strength in this place there's power in this place and if I can just attach myself to this altar you see of all the things that God gave Israel for their worship he gave them all of the things of the law. He gave them the tabernacle and then the temple came in and he gave them tables of showbread and the tablets. Do you know that the only thing that remains of all of that to this day is the altar? The showbread is gone. The tablets of stone have been missing for years. As a matter of fact, when they rebuilt the temple in Herod's day. They could not find the tablets. They could not find the law. And so they didn't put it in that temple. They didn't put it in Herod's temple. It was not there behind The the curtain as it had been before They came and went through the same rituals But they didn't have the word But there was an altar there And there's still an altar here Because God wants you and I to understand That if we can ever understand the strength That's in this place right now I'm here to tell you this morning I am not standing before you as your pastor Because I'm smart Or because I know more than anybody else And I'm certainly not here Because I'm more spiritual than anybody But I will tell you this That as just a little child Like this right here Somebody taught me how to go I remember my dad taking me And sitting me down beside him At an altar And I heard him pray And because I heard him pray I learned how to pray And then when I got in trouble This is when I came Oh God I need you God your mercy Your grace has got to help me today Hallelujah. 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 I read this about the the sparrow and the swallow. They are small-brained. They are small-brained. They are small-brained. You know, that's what some people accuse me of being. You're weak because you need... The church, you're weak because you have to have an altar. You're weak because you have to have a shelter. You're not developed like I am. You're not secure like I am. I don't need that. But this is what I understood when I read Scripture. That though they were small-brained, they had enough sense to know where to go to find help for their life and it wasn't to a psychologist's bench although I'm not I have nothing against them it was not to a friend's house it was not sharing their problems on Facebook or sharing it among their friends it wasn't broadcasting their issues to the world but they found that there was one place I can take my troubles to there is one place I, if I can get to it if I can just get to an altar I believe everything's going to be alright and when I Attach myself to this altar. I, I have attached myself to all of the strength. Stand with me if you will. Hallelujah. 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 Listen to what the writer of Hebrews said. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18, the Passion Translation. It said, So it is impossible for God to lie. For we know that His promise and His vow will never change. And now we... Have run into his heart to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. Oh, God, I am weak. Oh, God, I have failed. Oh, God. I need you to forgive me. Oh God, I need restoration in my life. And I hear a voice from another world say, It's all there. It's all there. I put it all there when I gave it to you. All you've got to do is just access it. All you've got to do is just attach yourself to it. Listen to what he goes on. He said, I hide my heart in your faithfulness. This, where? That altar. This anchor. This is where we find his strength and his comfort. For he empowers us to seize what has already been established ahead of time. If I can learn how to connect myself to this place. Oh. oh, God. They've gone out of style in churches all across our nation. As a matter of fact, I don't know of any churches, hardly that have them anymore, because they're outdated. They're out of place. They're old school. Old school or not. It's the only place that I've found that I could bring all of my troubles and all of my sin and all of my failures and all of my mistakes and all of my miseries and all of my hurts. It's the only place I've ever found that I could bring all of them and leave them and he take care of them. The only place. Oh God, would you give us that wisdom for our weakness? Would you baptize us with that wisdom for our weaknesses because we are all weak? We have all failed. We have all stumbled. We've all made mistakes. But there's a place, there's a name, there's a rock. And all that I am asking for this morning is for you to attach your clay vessel. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. When you have access to all of his strength, all of his power, why would you not avail yourself of it? If you're here today and you've sinned, there's a place for your sins to be taken care of. If you're here today and you've been hurt, there's a place for you to come and be healed of your hurts. Come on, everybody, just talk to the Lord right now. Oh, Lord. Oh Lord, oh Lord, my circumstances may be feeble, but my God is not weak. He is not weak concerning his promises. My limitations are not his limitations. Come on, come on, you can spread out around here and pray. If you have to, make that altar where you are right now. But somehow, find an altar right now in your life.